hello members. Thanks for tuning in to Mason Cheese this week. We have some very juicy hot topics we're going to be discussing. Cheese, how are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm good in yourself, Dan. Just had a bit of a tough weekend with the little one. He was a bit sick and everything like that. But no, he's all fine now. I'm back to normal and he's back at nursery. So yeah, no, good to get good to be on the old podcast again and get back to what we what we love, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this week we've got a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about. I mean, there's been so much sports going on. I absolutely loved it this weekend. So, um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I, oh, it was delicious. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> Jose. Well, it was proper Jose. First of all, I want to talk about uh, last week, middle of the week game, bro. I mean, all I'm going to say is two numbers. Nine, zero, <laughs> nine, nil. Manchester United. <laughs> I mean, against Southampton, what a hammering. And that's the second time under their manager they've had a clapping 9-0. I know. What are, what know. are your thoughts, Jeez? Well, yeah, I know. It, it was a great game to watch as a United fan because uh, we put 9, and that equals our, our league record, which we had against Ipswich, I think, back in 1995, where we scored 9 against Ipswich, and we haven't done that since. So it was good to equal our record again. Um, the Southampton player got sent off. Uh, he got sent off within the first two minutes. So that sort of straight away put Southampton on the back foot, didn't it? Set the tone for the game. Exactly. But I think I think United were in that type of mood anyway. I think we could have, even if with, the, with 11 men, okay, wouldn't have probably been 9-0. But I think we could have scored at least three or four against um, a Southampton side. Southampton did have a goal disallowed through VAR. And our... Oh, I think it should have been a goal. I think it was offside and it was like like a toenail or something that was offside, but hey-ho. But no, the boys are looking good. Um, well, they were looking good in that game. We played well. Everyone, Everything seemed to click for some reason. Everyone was on form. I'm really impressed with Luke Shaw. He's he, Every game's like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. And he's just, he's such a strong player. And he just, you know, every, everyone of the boys just like, get off, get off, you know. And that left hand, that left hand side, when it, whether it's Shaw or uh, Marcus Rashford playing on the left, it's just everything seems to go down that left hand side. And, and you know, it's, even having Tellers around as an extra isn't too bad, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think with Alex Tellers, it's made Shaw become a play, the player he is now. It's just kept him Stepped on his up. toes. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, um, exactly. tell me, Harson Hustle, does he need to go? Should he stay? No, no, I don't think so. Um, you don't think what? No, he's a good. No, the thing is, look at look what happened last um, last year when they caught nine 0 against Leicester, and everyone was like, they need to go. He needs to go and stuff. And then he's turned it around. One, he kept Southampton up, and two, they're doing so well this season. They just had one bad game, you know. And it just when you're playing ninety minutes with ten men, you're already, you know, you're not in a good place. So he would have probably told them, forget that game, guys. Overall, look what we've done in the whole season. Mm-hmm. And look where we've come from where we were before. He's he's a good manager, and um, I think he's he's destined for bigger things. He's 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 got them playing well, so they'll be alright. But just um, on United, I was going to keep talking about them at the moment. So you just look at players, and at the moment, my favourite player in the United side is naturally Fernandez and stuff he's doing. But I think ever since Cavani's come in, it's just added such a better attacking dimension you know he's he's such a good player and at 33 34 
he, you know, he defends from the front, and he's, he's just his first touch. He's so classy on the ball, and he's a typical number nine striker. And I just, just love that. Him in. Exactly, yeah. and and I think we we've always we haven't had that for a long time. And I think well, the last typical striker we had, you could say, was Latan. But you know, in terms of before that, you think Berbatov, and you know, we haven't been blessed in the recent past with great strikers. And I think with Cavani, we've got great strikers. That's it. Again, and you just you know Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford, Martial, they can sort of learn from him. And yeah. I think he's setting the tone. You know, it's this 33, 34 year old who's defending from the front makes them look bad. So yeah, yeah, not lovely. bad, but but gives it an example. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's talk about this weekend, Saturday. I mean, Arsenal losing to Villa one nil. That Villa side isn't too bad though, is it? They got a couple of decent players. Grealish. They got Barkley in there. I know. Well, okay, they they did stay up by the skin of their teeth last season. But you yeah. look at it, you look at it overall. They've done some good things in the backroom staff there, and they've actually got um, better players. Their recruitment's been a lot better compared to the season before. And I think someone like Jack Creelish has finally got players he can play with and um, do well with. And, you know, they're just they're so much more confident. And, you know, their, their manager is just doing great things as well. And um, Ollie Watkins, who's their striker that they bought from Brentford last season, you know, 10 goals in 24 league games. You know, you can't complain with that, can you? No. You know, especially if it's his first time in the um, Premier League. So, looking at it, Villa are doing really well, and I wouldn't be surprised if they get maybe get a sneak in for a European place. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, oh. something to look out for. I know, um, I know. It's um, yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting. And then a team that I've been really impressed with the last sort of two, three weeks. And I never thought I'd say this is actually Brighton. I mean, beating Liverpool, beating Tottenham. I know. And then this weekend, okay, they did score the first goal against Burnley and ended up drawing in the end. But um, yeah, decent little team. Yeah, no, they're doing well. Um, I think it all depends on their squad depth. They, um, they play, they're playing the right type of football. They've got a manager who likes to play football. Um, Pep, even, Pep Guardiola said that Graham Potter, the Brighton manager, he reckons he's the best English manager in the league. So, you know, for someone like Pep Guardiola to say that, you know, it's quite good praise. But no, yeah. they're, they're playing good football. Um, obviously, I haven't seen much of them because, um, you know, I only watch highlights and stuff. But they're doing well. They're doing well. They've got good results in January, which is where teams need to get good results because of the pile-up of fixtures over the Christmas period. And um, they've sort of taken themselves out of the relegation battle um, for now. So let's just hope they can keep going on with it because, you know, they're a good little side and obviously they're quite local to us. So we like to keep an eye on them too, don't we? Can I just say, as our sports reporter, I would be liking you to watch the full game. So um, <laughs> I've written that little note down and um, oh. we will be putting applications out for new uh, sports reporters. <laughs> 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 and then, just the first short Saturday, we're going to go back to the boys, Man United, um, Everton. What a goal from Bruno Fernandes. I know, I know. Well, I said to you, it was Canton-R-esque, wasn't it? Oh, it like, was. Like, like that goal, it was naughty, wasn't it? But the build-up to it, I loved it, because um, I think, was it Scott McTominay passed it? He left it, he just like stepped oh. over it. And then he got the ball back and he's like, issue. <laughs> Chips it over. It was a great goal, but Absolutely. no, he's. Um, I think uh, yeah, he's he's just such a classy player, such a oh, classy player. Just what we needed, just what we needed. I know, but 
Now, looking at that game overall, we were 2-0 up at halftime and Everton weren't playing well. Um, Carlo Ancelotti was not happy. They just weren't passing the ball forward and stuff. And we we put them to the sword and put a few more past them. But Everton got the act together. And within 10 minutes of the second half, there were two quick ones. And we we're like, bloody hell, what's happening oh, here? Yeah. I think it's just our defending at the moment. If you're playing against a good side and you play badly and you lose and the other side plays well, you can accept that. But the fact is... United played really well going forward. We were, we were absolutely phenomenal. Our touches and everything, we had that swagger back, you know, that we 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 not seen for a while. And looking at it, the two, the three goal, well, the three goals that United let in was just due to bad defending. One, mm-hmm. we don't have, we don't have, with Lindelof and Maguire, you've got no pace in the back there. That's why I always say that you need Eric Bailly to partner one of one of them, yeah. um, because Bailly's got that pace to cover. And then the third goal is just from a free kick. Everyone got forward, you know, just unlucky at the end there. But Everton's a good side, but, you know, we could have put the pressure on City, um, gone level on points, and then they still had to play Liverpool on Sunday. So, but and, we, and missed that. we missed out on an opportunity there. Sorry, what, what happened on Sunday, Man City versus Liverpool? City were just on another planet. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they just, yeah. No, I think first half you know me personally I think both penalties were soft I know City missed a penalty but was a really soft penalty I think 5-10 years ago that wouldn't have been a penalty but you know VAR looked at it and gave it but you know they they missed a penalty and the Liverpool penalty that was also soft but second half towards the end where Liverpool scored I mean not um, Liverpool sorry where City scored three quick ones and before you know it, it's 4-1. But yeah, no, City are looking dangerous. Really, really dangerous. Gundogan, he is playing phenomenally at the moment, isn't he? Oh yeah, no, he's, he's been a Two City goals. player. For, yeah, no, he's been a City player for a long season, a uh, long time, sorry. And um, this is his best uh, scoring uh, season for City. And just looking at it, City don't play with an out-and-out striker now. They play with like a false nine. So mm-hmm. Gundogan is playing that false nine position where he's just playing this uh, false nine position and um, he just seems to be doing well because they've got no Aguero who's injured now um, and uh, also has been battling with COVID recently and then Jesus isn't doing the business for them so yeah no they, they've got a good thing there with Gundogan um, but I'm just worried about next season because I think they're going to buy the um, Eric Haaland from Dortmund Borussia Dortmund yeah so that, that makes me worried be. Yeah, that'll be a great purchase. Yeah, that'll but I'm hoping purchase. I'm hoping United gets in there with Oli and his Norwegian Norwegian connection. Uh, connection. Yeah, that's it. But no, City are doing well, and shout out to Phil Foden. Oh, um, what a player! What a yeah. young, good player! And I think England should build their side around him. To be fair, he's 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 definitely one of England's best players at the moment. And speaking of uh, speaking of some of England's good players. Finally, a win after three losses. Harry Kane and Spurs. Harry's back. They won 2 0 against West Brom. Harry scoring at the opener. <clears throat> What's happening with Spurs? I don't know. Spurs fans in general, and they might have a go at us for saying this, but they like to play not like beautiful foot flare flare football. And I don't think with Jose you're going to get that. And us as United supporters know, you know, you're not going to get that with Jose. Um, it's more counter-attacking. You know, everyone defends. But, you know, it started off well for them this season. I think after nine games, they were top of the league and they just had a bit of a blip. 
and now they you know they got the win that they needed on Sunday sorry and I think with Kane and Son they play so well together um, you just need those two in your yeah. side yeah but you know that goal um, that set up from Lucas Moura oh, yeah. more, oh what what he's a great player isn't he I know. He's well, again, good... again, like you look, look at um, Spurs. Everyone's like, "Oh, Gareth Bale playing the front three with Son and Kane." I think Lucas Moore is at the moment a better player. You know, you look what he's done for Tottenham over the years, and you know he's he's always, you know, Pochettino used to keep him on the bench. For me, I'll, for me, I would be looking at him saying, "Put in a cheeky bid for him because he can go to any big club, and I think he could do well." Oh, definitely. You know, Definitely. he scored that hat trick for them to get them to the Champions League final. So you know, Spurs, right. fans, Spurs fans aren't going to forget that. Nope. And I mean, Bale, he's he's just keeping the seat warm, isn't he? He's keeping the bench warm. That's that's a disappointing loan. I mean, I thought Bale coming back, he would have been used a bit more. Maybe even have put him up in Harry Kane's place while he was injured. Just give it a go. Well, well they tried it um, in the last game where Kane was injured, and he only he only mm. played for an hour, and Jose yeah. took him off. So, you know, he's just he's not the same player he was when he left Spurs. No. Let's put it that way. No. You know? And even when he was at Madrid for the first two three seasons, he's had his time. He's done the magic, hasn't he? Yeah, and a lot of his games are on pace and stuff too, isn't it? And I don't That's know. It. He might he might still have that pace. He might not. I don't, I can't. I don't know. But. It's it's sort of you would have thought Spurs fans like me as a, if I was a Spurs fan I'd have been like so looking forward to that Gareth Bale coming back and hopefully hopefully he does the magic but it just hasn't happened. No. You never know. It it can still happen. I'm hoping yeah. it happens because he's a good player and I like Gareth Bale and I wanted yeah. to have it for him. Um, but we'll see. We will see. We will see. Well, Spurs are obviously going to be in the uh, the final against City, aren't they? It's at the um... Oh yeah, the League Cup. The League Cup. So that'll mm. be interesting to see. I mean, everyone is probably going to think City. But, yeah. you know, that's what's great about a final. They might be an upset. Oh, yeah. As long and as Harry's not injured, it'll be, they'll be, yeah, it'll be exciting. That's, yeah, it's a one-off game. You know, anything can happen. And Pep likes that competition. He's won it, what, four times in a row now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's not, he's not going to want to give that up easily. And um, the players are, oh, you know, it's a final. Day out to Wembley. Well, obviously, obviously no fans, but what can you do? Yeah. But no, first Spurs can get their first trophy since 2008, I think it is. The same competition, League Cup yeah. final, where they beat Chelsea 2-1. That's it. So, um, they're desperate for a cup. They are desperate for a cup. They're desperate so, for a trophy. Definitely. I mean, Mourinho's got to get them a cup, I would think. Yeah, um, I think I think if they get the trophy, it'll give them confidence and maybe move on to bigger things. Definitely, they they just shortened that. They just need a, like another step to kind of get onto a different level. I feel they just it's just yeah. something they short on. Something missing, isn't but, it? Yeah, but we don't mind Spurs. At uh, Mason Cheese, we don't mind Spurs. Um, right, and then the last little bit, the transfer news: Lingard going to West Ham on loan. What are your thoughts? Um, I've always liked Jesse. He's always he's always been a good player for United. Um, I think it was David Moyes that gave him his opportunity. And you know he remember he was part of the England side that was in the uh, semi-final for the World Cup in 2018. That's right. And you know he, he you know he was an automatic starter. But I think over the last couple of seasons, United's just got that extra quality that sort of kept him out the side. Uh, Oli's had a good relationship with Jesse, and I think he's you know because he's got Donny now, Donny van der Beek, sorry, you know Bruno Fernandez, 
Fred, yeah. Scott, Scott McTominay, who's coming choice. into his own. Yeah, so it's yeah. it was always going to be hard for him. And I think I think he's gone up to Oli and saying, listen, I want to play. Oli's like, you know, I don't blame you. Where do you want to go? And I think um, Moise... He's landed, son. <laughs> Moise saw an opportunity and he took it. And, you know, he's just... Yeah, he's just... He's done so much for, for West Ham over the last couple of years. Or, or last year or so. <laughs> and, um, yeah, first game, two goals. Can't complain, can you? Yeah, this weekend, oh, for England fans, they're going to be massively disappointed. <laughs> Six nations losing the opening game to Scotland. The way Scotland played is how teams should play against a very physical England and very world-class England side. You know, don't, don't forget, England are one of the best sides in the world. and Second best, if anything. <laughs> And, you know, they won the Six Nations last year and they're very hard to beat. And, you know, it's Scotland's first win in Twickenham since 1983. So that's almost 40 years, 38 years. So that's that's a lot of history to go against and do the business. But I did notice, I did point out some key things against watching the Scotland-England game. One, Scotland played possession rugby. They had the ball most of the time. Territorially, Finn Russell was just turning their back three the whole time and kick his his kicking and everything was just sublime and one thing i noticed with the scotland side as well that they were very 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 physical up front because scotland scotland in general yeah scotland in general aren't i might get slack for this but they're not physically up front they're not it's okay we have to social distance at the moment (laughs) they're not they're not a physically uh, not no they don't sort of go out and out scrummage and out um play sides up front Whereas England does that, South Africa does that, and New Zealand, and you know, but Scotland did that, and they just sort of pegged England black, and England had no answer to it, and they played well, and they deserved the win, definitely. Yeah, fair play. The uh, Wales Irish game, oh my gosh, how disappointing at the end, picking <laughs> that ball out, oh over over the uh, try line, he must be gutted. I know, I know. Shame. It's 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 a shame because Ireland, even though they had fourteen men, they played really well. Um, the first half, Ireland again, we just had all of the ball and you know scored a try, went into the lead at halftime. You thought mm, they could they could maybe sneak a win here, but Wales came out second half and just played the better rugby and did the business. And um, I think Wales needed that win. Because over the last year or so, or ever since the semi-final in the World Cup, they've been on a bad run. I think they've only won something like two games. Mm-hmm. And ever since Warren Gatlin le- left, you know, that's big, big, big shoes to fill that. And uh, no, Wales needed the win. And that'll give them a bit more confidence going forward. And that'll be a good game to watch next week, the Wales-Scotland game. And who would your money be on? I fancy Scotland. Yeah. I do fancy Scotland. Is that um, just because you have that bit of Scottish blood in you, Anthony? <laughs> Is this a biased opinion? No, it's not a biased opinion. It's just Scotland at home in Edinburgh. Um, they've got their their tails are up after that big win against England. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Wales are still also have confidence, but I think it'll be a good game of rugby to watch because Scotland like to throw the ball around and Wales like to play, you know, hard up front rugby. No, out muscle, out muscle you type rugby. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. There we go. You heard it here first, folks. Now, still talking about rugby. 
uh, sad day. JP Peterson, the amazing Springbok <laughs> rugby player, uh, he's retired from rugby, hasn't he? Yeah, no, he has. Uh, old JP. Um, yeah, great player. Um, won, the World player? Cup. <laughs> won the World Cup in 2007, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, Brian Abana there at the back with him. Yep. And uh, old Percy. Yeah. And I think I think he was only 21 when he won the World Cup, so he was he was a youngster. So incredible. Yeah, definitely. You know, a great player for the Sharks as well, a local team. I'm 36 next month. I still haven't won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, but no, JP he was uh, he's, he's a great guy. I, I think I met him once in a at a at a at a club. What do you think? You know, you met him. I know I met him. I want to hear the story. <laughs> Come on. Well, you know, you know what I'm like. I'm not a fanboy, but like. People you see are rugby. A fanboy. You rugby. are a fanboy. <laughs> what was the? Um, oh, it's terrible. It's just at me. The South African rugby coach before Erasmus. Oh, sorry, not before Erasmus. Before. Oh, when we went up to Scotland. Oh, Hanneke Meyer. Hanneke Meyer. Thank you. Yeah, you ran. You saw him. You ran up and you put your arm around him. Yeah, well, we had a we had a whiskey with him and everything, didn't we? That was that was second time. The that first time. The first, first time was outside Twickenham. Yeah. You My ran face up painted. to him with your face paint on with the South African flag and the South African flag tied to you like a cloak. And you ran up to him, Annika, Annika, Annika. And you put your arm around him. Please take a picture with me. <laughs> That's the fanboy. Hey, weren't you That's in the picture too? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I could not be. Could not be. I was just disappointed I didn't get my face painted as well that day. Uh, to be fair, Heineken's always got time for the fans. When we met him, that was great, you know. And he is like literally 20 minutes before a game. He's got a big game to prepare for against England. And you get oaks like me saying, take a picture. Uh, How cool was it in Scotland as well, having a, like a cheeky whiskey or whatever with Heineken Mayer? Oh, yeah, that was great. It was. I think that so was cool. the... That was the Friday night before the game, and I think he was out just yes. meeting friends. And, you know, everyone left him to his own devices, but we went to go chat to him. And I remember we were talking about the... Um, we were just trying to pull you back because you ran off again. Well, yeah. I was talking about the All Blacks game against um, New Zealand and uh, when we played them away. And it was the same It was the same game where Bismarck Duplessis got sent off for what I call a legal tackle a very legal tackle against Dan Carter and that just messed the game up for us because we had them. Mm. I think that game we would have had the All Blacks because we oh, yeah. were we were on form and you know but you know it is what it is and Heineke was like hey we had them eh? and I said I could tell because that first scrum when we out muscled them he's like yeah I know what you mean he said we could, we had them that day so yeah I was just you know he's a great guy and I, lo- I, lo- I really I was enjoyed- just happy to be there <laughs> yeah. yeah he's no, a cool guy yeah just um, awesome. But most of the rugby boys are, to be fair. Oh yeah, definitely. No, yeah. We, we love we love our boys. We've seen a few of them. You know, they probably see us thinking, "Oh, not him again." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we saw him last year. That's Hanika, what they say. Hanika, that's Hanika. what they say to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little dweeb. I know. But and his big old friend. I know. At least when my son's a bit older, I can use him as an excuse to go see all the rugby players. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you point and say, just walk that way. <laughs> oh, sorry, come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, something last night was quite good. I mean, not that you probably uh, into American football, but it was good to see a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win. Tom Brady. That's seventh, one sport that I'm sorry. <laughs> seventh, seventh Super Bowl. Ring I did, I did. 
I did see that um, Tom Brady won it again with the Tampa Bay and Buccaneers, um, Buccaneers and they beat the uh, Chiefs, who won yeah. it last year. So, yeah, seven seven Super Bowl rings now, hey? He's got to yeah. be one of the greatest, doesn't he? I mean, I watched the first 10 minutes and then I fast-forwarded through the next 17 hours of it and then I uh, watched the last three minutes and by then it was 31-9 and it was basically done. Yeah, and, yeah, I was just happy to uh, once again. Uh, anyways, moving on to... Uh, only American sport I like is baseball. That's uh, I do love a bit of basketball. I do love a bit of basketball. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about proper sports. Um, actually, we're going to move on completely. One of our favourite shows has got to be a league of their own. And I've got a question for you. A league of their own. Better or worse without James Corden? I don't think it's worse. It's not the same. Um, How so? Well, James Corden, he's like, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a proper stand-up comedian. He's been there since the beginning, and he sort of gives it to both both teams, especially like Jack Whitehall, uh, Jamie Redknapp, and Fred Flintstone. Oh, I'm not Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Freddie Flintstone. And it's sorry. Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, edit that one out if you want. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> no, but um. No, it's 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 always better with with James Corden because they have that like brotherly love type thing, you know, and it just it makes me makes me happy not not happy, but like you see that and you see how you would be with your mates and you know they do silly things. They have but we have a bit of fun. And then like you know every show they used to have a pile on and they used that just used to make me laugh because that's how I'd imagine like me with with all all our mates and stuff like that. So that's it. Any other news, Ant? Obviously, shout out to the uh, Flowers of United, mm-hmm. 6th of February, 1958. Keep them in our thoughts every year at this time. Uh, you know, probably one of the best sides, and uh, yeah, we miss them. We miss That's them. It. And also, shout out to Yurst, who also died four years ago, a couple of days ago. So Best scrum up ever, in my opinion. My and that's not a biased opinion. Oh yeah, my favourite scrum half by far, and if not yeah. the world's best. Oh, without a doubt. He was like an extra forward and also had the pace of a back and could tackle anyone. Just look at that 95 World Cup final. Jonah. <laughs> oh, sure yeah, so yeah, we, we miss them and uh, we always think of them. Absolutely. Now, two quick fire question and answers session. Yes, Dan. Okay, who's going to win the league? I'd love to say United, but I think City are going to do it. They just on a, they're playing football on a different planet, and they got the best defense in the league. And that, 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 everyone says you got to score goals to win games, but best defense wins you league titles. Is that where Liverpool's struggling? <clears throat> no Van Dijk, or is that just an excuse? No, well to be fair, Liverpool are still def- doing well defensively. Obviously, besides the City game, but they're just not scoring up front. So. They've done a few purchases in January, so we'll see what happens. And the other quick fire question is, who's going to win the Six Nations? I don't care if it's too early to call. I'm throwing it out there. There's always twists and turns. Well, we actually haven't spoken about the France game, but, you know, it's Italy. They would have pumped them anyway. Don't worry, I don't think any... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any French are tuning in for this anyway. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's where where I'm leading on to. I think France are going to win it. Good team. 
I said to you, I don't know if you remember, I said to you a couple of years ago, France have got a very young side, up and coming. Yep. And they've won the World Under-20 Championship twice in a row. And it's those same youngsters coming through who are going to do the business. And arguably, France have got one of the best players in the world at the moment, Antoine Dupont. And um, he's he's doing the business. And I think, I think France are going to be up there. I would like to see a strong French side play either All Blacks Australia and South Africa because it'll be a good good uh, good good way to see where they are because they got a strong pack uh, they've got a great great back line and their their coach is really good coach too so yeah and uh, how do England move forward I think England move forward by maybe bringing in other, other players potentially just to put the players that are do you think starting. it's going to be stale at the moment well that's what that's why I think they need to bring in young, not young blood, but fresh blood into their side. Yeah, it's just hunger. Yeah, and also keeps the starters on their toes. And I think, I think they, I think people, uh, England are being sussed out by other teams now. So they need to, I think, you know, they need to come up with another strategy. But England were totally outplayed by Scotland, and Eddie Jones even, con- yeah. Eddie Jones even admitted that. So. No, England will come back fighting. They always do. And oh, yeah. I, I, I don't expect anything less, to be fair. Great team. Mm. They are a great team. Right. Well, that's all from us this week. Thanks for listening. And for any new listeners, please remember to follow us on Spotify for weekly episodes. Next week, Cheese talks about sports. And I talk on a microphone. <laughs> See you then. Cheers, everyone. Bye.